In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Psalm 93, verses 1 through 5, answering the question, why is God worthy of worship? Psalm 93, verses 1 through 5 says, The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring, mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. The Psalms are the worship songs of the people of Israel. These are the songs that they would sing as they were glorifying God. They're the songs that they would sing as they worshiped the Lord, whether in the temple or the synagogue or just wandering down the road. These are the songs of the people of Israel. And so very often they are ascribing to God praise and honor and glory. And the reason why they do that is because as a people, the Israelites were to honor God and see that it is because of him that they have been made a distinct, special people called out from among the nations. God has demonstrated to them in a very special way that he is worthy of worship. And that gets spelled out for us, particularly in Psalm 93. So here are three thoughts answering the question, why is God worthy of worship? Thought number one, he is eternal. The Lord God is from everlasting to everlasting. He has no beginning, he has no end. Where everything within creation has a definitive starting point and on a long enough timeline has a definitive ending point, God is beyond all of those things. He is eternal, and because he's eternal and fundamentally different from all the things that have been created, he is worthy of worship. It's his eternal nature that puts him in a category so far beyond every created thing, us included, that we worship him and ascribe to him all the praise and glory and honor due to his name. His eternal nature is so far beyond our finite manner of living that we can't even properly explain it in regular everyday language. So it gets talked about in song, in poetry, and in the prophetic. Thought number two, creation praises him. This idea of the flood, of the flood raging, is the idea of the sounds of creation praising God. And this is an idea that gets repeated throughout the text of Scripture, the idea that creation itself brings glory to God. That if mankind were silent, the rocks would cry out, praising God and worshiping Him. There is a reason why images of nature, whether artistic or our actual experiences of them, help us to see the glory and wonder of God. It's because creation itself attests to his greatness. Creation itself is worshiping God in ways that we can't quite fathom or understand because our nature is so different from the rest of creation. But the flood cries out 
and explains God's glory, his wonder, his honor. So too does all the rest of creation. It seems like it's only man who is hesitant to give God the glory that he is due. Thought number three, he is trustworthy. The Lord is worthy of worship because he is trustworthy. When he says things, he accomplishes them. He is faithful in a way that we, as mere creatures, are not. We often say we're going to do things, and then what happens? We don't do them. Or there are unforeseen circumstances that prevent us from accomplishing them. It happens all the time. We say we're going to do one thing, but we don't actually end up doing it. Solomon says it like this, The man plans his way, but the Lord guides his steps. What does that mean? It means that we have our ideas of what we're going to do, but it is God ultimately who accomplishes all of his purposes. And it's because he does that, that he is trustworthy. He tells us the things that he is going to do, and he is faithful to accomplish every single one precisely as he means to. This is his faithfulness, his trustworthiness, his honesty on display for all of us to see. And it's because of this trustworthy nature that we worship him. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Psalms 93 through 95. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of scripture together.